Oh, isn't God great? Oh, I'm so excited about all the stuff that we're hearing from God and people just being so willing to just listen to him and just to share it with us. It's amazing. Uh, I'm going to pray for Heather and I pray that God really continues to open our ears and our hearts and that we can really take in what Heather's saying. Uh, this is such an exciting month focusing on prayer and our way of communicating with God or just one of the ways and this, yeah, I pray that you'll really, you really take from this what, what you need from it. Amen. Thank you, Rachel. Hello, everyone. It's good to be with you in 2019. Yeah. And great to come together and worship him this morning, wasn't it? The band, you did an amazing job with that. I felt like we sang our message. <laughs> Yes, give them a clap. Well done. Because um, during this month, uh, perhaps more than ever before, the monthly theme that we're going to go through together, uh, we're going to bring a call to you to engage in and participate in as a whole church. From the youngest toddlers through to the oldest members of the family, okay? So I'd really like you to approach this morning, perhaps in a different and fresh way, rather than just another talk, okay? So this month, we decided as a core team to really dedicate to prayer. And so each Sunday, we're going to be looking at some kind of aspect of prayer, and this will be supplemented as well with a midweek prayer lab and some resources that you are, you are invited to participate in, okay? Um, but let's just start um, at the very beginning with why pray? So I'm asking you now, and hands can go up, because we're going to be all engaging in this why pray? What is the point of prayer? Call some things out for us. To get close to God. Good answer. Bev? To communicate back and forth with our Father. Quite right. Other things? Because Jesus asks us to. Very good. Anything else? It's part of our worship, isn't it? I mean, we can adore him through the words of our prayers. Anything else? It's a partnership with... Yeah, with his kingdom and his heart. What sort of stuff does he want us to pray about? Everything. Well, we're going to be here 24-7 then, aren't we? Till the day we die. But basically, there's no bounds to our remit. So don't get worried that you're going to have a prayer list as long as your arm and that you're going to be overwhelmed by it. But when we say everything, what we mean is be open that the Holy Spirit may ask you to partner with him to pray about absolutely anything 
from the smallest thing to what we consider the greatest things, okay? So we know that it's a good idea to pray, and we do it mainly because if we're Christians, we are aiming to follow Jesus' example, aren't we? And he certainly prayed. You can't look at the Gospels and come up with the idea that he didn't pray. He prayed, he modeled prayer in all different kinds uh, of circumstances and different ways. And uh, the first thing I want to recommend to you is a podcast that Joe Mason put me on to before Christmas, which is called The Purpose of Prayer. So if you feel, oh, I could do with a bit of stirring, my spirit needs to be stirred in this area because I have got a little bit stale, I would really recommend listening to this podcast by a guy called Miles Monroe. He's like a black gospel, fantastic, inspiring, energetic, amazingly revealed talk. In a little while, I'll pass around some handouts so that you can um, have the details of that. Um, but that would be a great thing to listen to during this month to inspire you on the purpose. What's the purpose of prayer from God's perspective? Okay, why he's asking us to do this. Um, so it'd be a good thing, wouldn't it, for us to just have a quick review of some of the things Jesus said to his disciples and therefore to us about prayer. So, Phil, do you mind orchestrating the passing round of those? And you'll get that Miles Monroe thing on there and you'll get a list of scriptures on there. That my aim is over this month that we equip each other with resources and with the word so that we can all grow in this area, all right? So if you're a beginner in prayer, you've got on that handout some of the places in the Bible where you'll find what Jesus has said, okay? You can write notes on it, and I would really love not to find them all on the floor as we leave at the end of today. Put it in your Bible. You never know. God might use it. So on this handout, you'll see that there's a little list of scriptures, some of the things Jesus said with regard to prayer. The first one I've put there is Jesus instructing us to pray for those who persecute you. To pray for those who oppose you, who say all kinds of unkind or untrue things about you. To pray for them. And traveling about in this Christmas break, uh, Phil and I listened to a Bill Johnson podcast where he unpacked how he daily prays for those who slander him and how he prays for them. And the attitude of his heart is, that's a fellow servant, that's a fellow son of God. And I won't criticize them to you, Father, 
but I pray for their blessing, I understand that they probably really think they are doing the right thing. Whoa. And so bless their family. Bless their ministry. Bless the dreams that line up with your purposes. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. So whatever you do during the week, whatever your family life is like, your work circumstances, your friendships, wherever there is any kind of opposition or criticism pointed towards you, what Jesus says is please pray for them. Wow. That's a big thing already, isn't it? And so that's something that I'd love us to think about. Uh, if you don't experience any opposition or persecution, maybe ask God why not. Because <laughs> he's expecting that we should be. Oh, I can really feel his spirit on that. Oh, no. got a feeling I know what that is. <sighs> so there we go. He says in Matthew 6, when you pray. So there we go. We've got the assumption that every person who says they're a follower of Jesus would be a prayer. Uh, when asked how to pray, he says, pray like this. He says, oh, he doesn't say, well, everybody needs to pray except for you, Phil. You're exempt. All right. When you pray, pray like this. And we'll look at that a little bit further along in this talk. Sometimes he went by himself to pray. So there's a place for private prayer. And whenever we read in the Gospels that he goes off on his own to pray, what immediately follows after that? Miracles. Boom, he comes out and demonstrates with power. Very interesting that. He tells us in Luke 18 to always pray and not give up. And this is one of the things, three things that I hope we're going to pick up from this morning. Perseverance, persistence. Always pray and don't give up. That there's a place for perseverance and persistence. Some prayers are answered like that, it seems. And some things we are called to battle in prayer and not give up. He instructs us to pray that we will not fall because he knows that in the atmosphere in which we live, there's all kinds of opportunities for us to fall, to be tempted, to fail, to make poor choices. And he is telling us that if we pray, that's less likely to happen. If we pray, that you will not fall. He tells us in Matthew 21 that we, his house, we're to be called a house of prayer. And so this is why we're putting a lot of emphasis on this. Like last term, we had a time of focusing on the power and the privilege of communion. This month, we're going to be looking at whether we line up 
with what God wants us to be doing, the activity of this house. And he's expecting his house to be a house of prayer. So there should be a corporate element as well as the private element. Okay? Um, whizzing through this, he tells the disciples when challenged with a situation that they didn't have 100% success with, the casting out of a demon, he said, this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. So he's instructing his disciples, his followers, to be prayerful people and people who fast. Ooh, it's gone mighty quiet in here. Um, so I know already of a, a number of people who are making a decision this month to put into practice some fasting in order that there's more time for prayer and in order that authority levels can go up. Because they were doing and saying the right thing in ministering to that uh, needy person, those disciples in that example. But there was an, a lack of authority in their lives, which Jesus tells them, prayer and fasting is going to help with this. So have you got some stubborn, painful, difficult things that don't seem to shift, where you need to up your authority level? I suspect we all have. And Jesus was able to deal with that issue immediately, wasn't he? Because he had developed the practice of prayer and fasting in his life. Lastly, he says, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. So he is saying in prayer there's a faith element. So, you know, I said earlier, persistence is one of the things we're going to focus on. And the place of faith and believing is also an important element. So that we're not just saying rote words with no faith attached to them. Okay? Because we won't impress him with just saying the same thing over and over again. He'll call that babbling. Okay? but to pray persistently with faith attached to what we say is going to bring incredible change. All right, so let's look at what Jesus said when asked, how do we pray? And at this point, I can almost hear a few clicks going on in people's brains where they go, I know this, I know this already. <laughs> and we do, but because Jesus taught it, it would be good, wouldn't it, to open up our hearts and our minds and our spirits afresh today to see what else he might want to uh, reveal to us about how to pray. So on your sheet, you've got the outline of what's known as the Lord's Prayer. And I really fervently believe that it's important that we know this prayer and we teach our children this prayer. And anyone who listen, who will listen to us to teach them the prayer. Because this prayer has saved people's lives in emergency situations. People who never knew God or have walked away from God 
when they think they're dying, <laughs> very often they call to mind the words of these, this prayer and the prayer reconnects them with the one who can save them. So if you don't know this prayer off by heart, I really would say make that a target this month to learn the prayer and to use the prayer. But let's break it down and see what he's put in the content of it because this is powerful stuff. And he says, start with this. Our Father. Our Father. You are my heavenly Father. I'm related to you, you're related to me. And you're my good Father who knows all about me. And I can come to you as a welcomed son to a loving Father. That's the approach. And it's our Father. So it's not, you know, I'm the holy one who's got the right ideas and the other person next to me, you know, all about their problems, don't you, Lord? <laughs> he is my father, your father, and your next-door neighbor's father, and so on. And look at the priority, what he puts first after our father. What do you notice about that? Call out a few things. Our father in heaven, praise, Phil says, hallowed, honoured, Worshipped be your name. Very interesting that, isn't it? Not beginning necessarily with all my needs today. My Father, I honour you. I worship you. This is what he's looking for from the face of the earth. People who will worship him in spirit and truth, who will honour him. Will say, You are my God. Doesn't matter what's going on around me, you'll always be my God. I believe in you. I honor you. That's pleasing. That's the opening etiquette into his courts and up to his throne. Hallowed be your name. So, whatever time you have in the day, whether it's five minutes or 50 minutes to pray, Never cut out praise. Again, one of our spiritual heroes, Bill Johnson, says if he's got half an hour to pray, he'll spend 20 minutes of it praising God. He'll put a priority to honour and praise his Father. After that, we come to your kingdom come, your will be done which paraphrase could be your agenda, not mine. <laughs> I'm praying your agenda from heaven down into the place where I am today, your kingdom. Now, before Christmas, Manuela got up to share something and she was talking about, she said something about the kingdom the kingdom of God, and she used the French word, which was royaume. I've got appalling accent. The realm, the realm of God. 
those words are interchangeable, kingdom and realm. The realm of God come down. We talk about those different realms, don't we? And Jesus is instructing us, this is powerful stuff. We're the people who pull the realm of God onto earth. So if earth isn't looking like heaven yet, maybe we've not been pulling it in prayer down sufficiently yet. Do you pray for the rule, the realm, the kingdom of God to manifest in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your family, in your life? Jesus is saying, this is what I would like you to pray. And he's obviously saying it because it's possible. So if we want to see more of the good things of God on earth, this is how we pray it into being. Your agenda, your will, here on earth just like it is in heaven. Now that will address every problem on the face of the earth. The agreement with the realm of God, the ways of God, the thoughts of God. Your thoughts and your ways are higher than my thoughts and my ways. So in prayer, I'm exchanging my thoughts and my ways for his. With lots of the tricky little things I face, I start off, unfortunately, from my thoughts and my ways, which are substandard and his thoughts and his ways are always more hopeful almost always more glorious <laughs> always more outrageously positive and optimistic than mine and so if we want to be effective in prayer we need to change our ways of thinking and as we pray this, go to God, I need to see this from your perspective. And when I have really honestly cried out to God for that, in the most desperate and heart-rending of times in my life, a little thought has dropped in my head, which is a thought that I know I would not have thought of I couldn't have, do, do you see what I mean? I wouldn't have wanted that or contrived that because it's so different from what my flesh <laughs> wants to do or say. And when he has mercifully dropped his realm into my realm and I've decided to agree with it and put it into practice. It has mended relationships. It's opened up all kinds of overcoming. It's brought me peace. It's made me powerful. This is how he wants us to pray. Jesus also teaches that it's okay to ask for what we need because he says, give us today our daily bread so what I've started to do is I pray every day give me what I need for today Lord whether it's financial 
whether it's uh, physical, whether it's wisdom, whether it's hope, whether it's grace, whether it's strength, whatever it is that I need for today, give me what I need today to face the day, to do what has to be done for today. And I'm not so concerned about praying a bit further down the line because I see it like manna that I've just got to collect what's fresh for today. Whether it's a little phrase that jumps out of the Bible to me or something like that, that's what I need to do today and I will try and walk in it today. Jesus also very wisely teaches the importance of forgiveness. Forgive us our trespasses or our debts or our sins as we forgive those who sin against us or offend us or whatever. Because he knows that if one thing is going to prevent effective prayer, it will be unforgiveness, says I, very wise. Unforgiveness is like a roadblock to this motorway that he's already got us accelerating on in the early stages of the prayer. But if I hold unforgiveness or I hold sin in my heart that I am unwilling to yield to him and repent from, that can cause a stumble along the way. So daily, that's one of the checks I do in my life as I pray this prayer. And then he says, lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one. That's interesting, isn't it? It's inviting the guidance of God into our daily walk. It's inviting him to show me the right way to go and save me from poor choices. Deliver us from the evil one. So he is telling us, basically, the evil one is prowling around like a lion, seeking who he can devour. He's not saying there's no opposition, no trouble out there, no temptation. He's not going to actually give us the perfect environment here on earth at this point in time. Th those things are operating in the world. But he wants his sons and daughters to overcome the world like he did. This is the place. Our years on earth is the time and the place where he grows sons who can overcome. This is the training ground, isn't it? This is our training ground now to become overcomers, to become more than conquerors. And so it's a good thing to pray on a daily basis. Lead me not into temptation and deliver me from the evil one. Show me what he's trying to do and help me to resist and overcome. So, a fantastic framework, isn't it? And... I find that very interesting that those are the things that he puts the priorities on. 
So if we want to be a house of prayer, you want your home to be a house of prayer, and we want to corporately be a house of prayer, this would be very wise for us, wouldn't it, to take as a framework and apply to how we pray, okay? Paula, praying for her family, is saying, your kingdom come, your realm come in my family's life. And the more she does it, the more surprises she gets about what's happening. Because she's praying his agenda. She knows that's Jesus' agenda because the Bible says it's not his will that any should perish. So she can pray with utter confidence for the salvation of her family, knowing this is the will of God. And he loves it when we agree with heaven's agenda and is re very ready to answer those prayers. Just going back to your kingdom come, your will be done. In my mind, that lines up with another scripture of that Jesus spoke, which says, seek first. Oh, they've got that verse somewhere. Seek first the kingdom, the realm of God. And then all these other things, all the other things that you need and I need and we need together this year will be added. So this is going to be our strategy this month. Seeking first his realm, his kingdom to come, what he says, what he thinks, his ways, his thoughts, his strategy. Okay, seek that first, and then we've got the assurance that he will add to us what is needed. So I brought along today, I've got this slate that some wonderful Franciscan friends gave me. And uh, this sits in my little prayer room at home, and I thought I'd just briefly share how my prayer life has changed of late. Because it develops, you know. I don't pray the same way that I probably prayed five years ago. At the moment, this is how I pray. I have my own kind of liturgy, I suppose. And what I do is I read a chapter from the Old Testament first. I like to start with the word of God. And then I come with thanks and praise. Hallowed be your name. And I think of things to thank him for and to praise him for because we know that an attitude of gratitude is the way to approach our Father. And then I will pray through the Lord's Prayer, you know, along the lines that we've just been looking at. And I insert in my prayer time the word of God. So I'll read a psalm. And there's usually a verse in there that stands out to me that I'll scribble in my journal which might be my word for the day, the daily bread. Um, I'll read uh, a passage from a gospel or maybe one of the letters in the New Testament. And then I'll pray for my family. Um, sometimes it's all of them. Sometimes it's targeted at one particular person. I'll pray for my neighborhood, my local house of prayer stuff. And that's supposed to be a lighthouse. I pray for you. And then what I love to do is to purposefully 
expose myself to the words and the prayers of either Jesus or one of the saints. And so for quite a period now, I read the Beatitudes, which I see as um, Jesus' manifesto of the kingdom. Or I'll read and say the prayer of St. Francis, make me a channel of your peace, help me to understand rather than be understood, to console rather than to be, etc. And by doing this, it stops me just staying within the narrow lines of my desire. It faces me up with something greater. And I think that's one of the purposes of prayer, that it should change us, change our hearts and change our minds. And then I sit with Jesus. There's another chair in my room that nobody <laughs> is sitting in, but I imagine him there. And I talk to him about something in a very natural and casual way. Okay? I'm not saying you've got to do this, but I think it'd be wrong of me to preach to you about prayer and not show you anything of the way I'm engaging in that at the moment. So that's my daily stuff. I'm also involved in something called Local House of Prayer, which meets once a week. And we uh, set aside an hour to intentionally bless our neighbours and our area. And then there's prayer with other leaders and so on. Okay, So there's the personal, there's the the small corporate and then there's the bigger corporate prayer. Maybe have a think uh, in your life at the moment. How are you engaging in prayer personally? And how are you engaging in prayer corporately? The Our Father thing. Because both is clearly expected by Jesus. And take some time to ask him what he might want you to do with regards to that. Okay, could you have a quick chat one with another now? Um, in a two or a three, very quick, very brief, because look at the time. Could you share with another person an answer to prayer that you once had? Ready, steady, go.
Okay. Hopefully you've been able to share something that you can recall as an answer to prayer. Who was able to share an answer to prayer? Just put your hands up. Hey, look at that. So we, we know prayer works. And yet so many Christians do struggle, if they're honest, to develop a prayer life of uh, a discipline to it, of depth and fruitfulness, okay? And what we're about today is no condemnation for that because all of us who've been walking with the Lord will, if we're honest, put up our hands and say, you know, we could have been on off about this. And there's been times when we've been fervent and times when we've been faithless with it, okay? So no condemnation, but here's a day today where wherever you are with prayer, we're inviting you to hop on a bus with us for this month. To hop on a bus, a prayer bus, <laughs> and do a journey together in prayer. Whether you are the most basic beginner, or whether you've got a history of prayer and you're a prayer warrior. I believe that in the coming together of doing something this month, we can all grow and we can see more of the realm of God come. Who would like to see more of the realm of God? Because it's so beautiful, isn't it? So we've um, got hold of this amazing little resource and I'm going to ask Manuela if you wouldn't mind passing those to this area and Phil to this area and Katie if you wouldn't mind serving this area so that every person in the lighthouse can have a copy of this little booklet called Try Praying. Has anybody heard of this initiative already? A few of you have already heard of it. If you make journeys in London or other big cities, you will see this Try Praying is on double-decker buses. It's on big advertising hoardings. It's a national initiative, okay? And this little booklet is a really simple and easy-to-use thing. If you don't do paper, and I know some of you techie guys don't do paper, you can download the app on your phone for free. Okay, so there's a website, and you can just download it for free on your phone. But what the Try Praying booklet does is it invites us to engage in seven days together where we walk through this booklet at home, uh, a chapter a, a day, right, for seven days, a seven-day journey into prayer. It assumes nothing to start off with, okay? It's not assuming that you've got a great knowledge of God or anything. It assumes nothing to start off with. And... It has really handy little tips, I think, um, of ways of just keeping that connection with God going through the day. And Phil and I don't often 
ask everyone in the church to participate in something. It's not often we go, we'd like to lead you somewhere and will you please do this? But we're making an exception today to say, would you consider participating in this for a week as part of this month of prayer? Now, the reason I chose this particular thing is because once you've completed those seven days, the idea is that we keep these in our handbags, our back pocket, our car or whatever. And when you meet somebody who either knows the Lord or doesn't know the Lord, whatever, and they're telling you about an issue or a problem in their life, you can say, why don't you try praying? I've got this booklet. I've done this. I've got my own story. I'd like to put this in your hand. And you are giving them a tool by which they can begin to connect with God. So there's an evangelistic side to it that's very easy to do. If you get tongue-tied, all you can do is say, have you ever tried praying? Here, try this. That's about six words, is it, or something? <laughs> all right. So the children and the youth are all receiving their age-appropriate versions of these as well. So as a whole family, we're giving the opportunity this week to do something together in prayer. So if you're a parent, your child should come out with a little booklet today and we would really love you to talk to them about it and maybe make time at tea time or something like that to do a bit of it each day and to help them. If nothing else, teach them the Lord's Prayer. So that's the booklet We'd love you to participate in it. Um, could we have the declaration? Thank you, Martin. This is our declaration this month. Because as a church family, we have, we've got big things ahead of us. We have our piece of land down the road. We have the target of that demolition. And really, we need to break ground this year. To, to start putting footings in because it, uh, planning permission uh, runs out after a period of time if you haven't started to break ground and then you have to go and apply all over again and waste a lot of money. So we don't want to do that. So prayer is the way forward, I think, that we are a praying people and that we can get God's realm involved with this and see what he says about how to do it. So this is our declaration for the month. Let's just have a look at it together. And the way we're going to finish this morning is to stand and make this declaration. The power of prayer can't be overrated. If we can pray, we can do anything. When we know how to overcome in prayer, so 
so it's not always easy and straightforward. We have heaven and earth at our disposal. Your kingdom come. Your will be done here on earth. The resources of heaven become available to us. And this is how we're going to do the impossible that is in front of us. He's purposefully put something impossible in front of us so that we are forced to access the kingdom because <laughs> we can't do it ourselves, okay? So this is our target and our goal. You have the booklet to try this week. And in addition, if you would like, um, each week we're going to have a prayer lab in here Sometimes it's a Monday, sometimes it's a Wednesday. This week, we start with Wednesday night. 7 o'clock for coffee, 7.30 start. And in the prayer lab each week, we can experiment with different kinds of prayer. Because different kinds of prayer work better for some people than others. And it keeps things fresh. And you can enjoy prayer so much more if you don't just stick to your common ground, yeah? So you are invited to come along to the prayer lab. You can come to just one of them or all of them. There's a series of four, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, through the month, and that will be here starting this Wednesday. And I would love to do that along with you so we can learn together from one another in prayer. Okay, and develop our prayer lives together. So shall we stand and finish with this declaration as our prayer? <coughs> mm. Thank you for the power of our words, Lord. Thank you that as we speak these out, this will become creative in us and amongst us as we attach faith to these words. After three, everyone. One, two, three. The power of prayer can't be overrated. If we can pray, we can do anything. When we know how to overcome in prayer, we have heaven and earth at our disposal. Amen. Please sit down. Thank you. Um. In the prayer lab, we'll also be dipping into this little resource. You can see I like little books, achievable stuff. It's called The Courts of Heaven by Robert Henderson. So if any of you want to get hold of that and use that to inform you, particularly on this, how to overcome, he's got some really useful things to say about that. Um, if you realize someone you know uh, in the lighthouse is not here today because they're ill or away and you would be willing to deliver a copy of their booklet to them please would you come and collect one before you go and there is a list here where you can tick off their name um, and a little letter of explanation because they won't have heard the talk and you can put the little letter of explanation in and deliver it to them. It would save me and Lisa a lot of postage if you would do that, if 
for example, like the Hendras aren't here today because Pete's not very well. So if you realise someone you know nearby uh, is not here today and you could do that, please collect one for them, tick their name off the list and put that in. I think that's it. Thank you. Where's Rachel gone? She was supposed to be wrapping up. She's done a runner. Uh, there we go. Anyway, that was great. That was really awesome. Looking forward to this month, and I'm looking forward to going through that little book. So uh, this time next week, we have the same meeting. The rotations have changed a bit this year. So we're having the main preachers and kids groups on the first and second Sundays, okay? So we're back here for this week. I bless you to have a really good week and to recover from Christmas and go on with the new year. Amen. Uh, communion's still out. It's going to be out for a little while. If you haven't taken it yet, gluten-free options are at this